listening to In the Trench. Welcome back, guys, to a new episode, episode number 17 of In the Trench. Today we have Danny Dorito. Um, I had this interview with him a couple weeks ago. The dude, I found him on TikTok, which is a trend that has recently <laughs> been happening. But um, I found him on TikTok, and I just his content was really funny. And his family, he has like a kid with his wife, and they call him Little Man, and he's like obsessed with cheeseburgers. Anyway, I seen the guy, and he's on he's a Twitch streamer as well with like Call of Duty and all this stuff. So I was like, all right, let me hit him up. He came on, super cool dude. Uh, he, he's like known for G Fuel, so like him and his G Fuel stuff. Like it's we found out all like the aspects of like how it is to be a YouTuber, like a Twitch streamer. He, he has a really cool in-depth look into that. And he's also trying to be an actor, which is really cool. Yeah. And he ta- told us all about that stuff. So let's go ahead and jump into our sponsors real quick. Okay, before we get into that. Oh, no. Why don't you tell everybody about your little trip you took last week? Ah, that's true. I went to London for five days. Wrap the hoodie. Wrapping, wrapping the London hoodie. The London hoodie. Um, it was a lot of fun. It was... Uh, 10 hours there, 8 hours there and 10 hours back. Um, visited everywhere, walked a lot. I even said that like I would consider moving to London because it's beautiful and it's just, you really feel like the environment, like people everywhere singing, dancing, like every Friday night, it's like a pub thing and it's really cool. It's just expensive. Yeah, the, the, very expensive. The what is it, like a dollar is? It's one pound is a dollar fifty. So it's... That's crazy, they're robbing us. Blind. It's crazy. And the funny thing is when we came back, I had, I had, what was it? I had 70 pounds left in cash. So I went to the exchange office and I exchanged it and they gave me 80 bucks. So they Damn. almost, no, I'm sorry. I had 77 pounds and they gave me 80 bucks. So they almost gave me like a one-to-one exchange rate, which is retarded, which is, they get so crazy. much money. But okay. Sponsor time. Okay. So first sponsor is um, Hillbilly Ice Tea. Um, use ITTWE21 for 10% off of your order. Our second one is Mini Activewear for all of your gym needs. Use ITTWE20 for 10% off. Correction. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. It's ITT20. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's just ITT20. Damn. He, he, just so everybody knows, he told me ITTWE20. Anyways, everything will be linked down in the description below. And without further ado, here's Danny Dorito. Damn. All right. So let's get into it. So Danny Dorito, 23. Yep, that's me. <laughs> so you're a Twitch streamer, YouTuber, TikToker, actor. Yeah, and an actor. That's that's pretty much like the main thing I'm pursuing right now is the acting. Um, but I kind of, I started doing all the social media stuff as a way to kind of get through COVID, you know, because I had gotten out of the military and the film industry was shut down. Yeah. So now that things are kind of going back to normal as far as the film industry goes, I've kind of shifted focus. And so the idea is that uh, right now the social media stuff is my main job, basically, and the acting stuff is kind of like the hobby, you know, because I, I, I've kind of invested more than I've really made back in that so far with the acting classes and stuff. Mm-hmm. But hopefully, in like a year, it'll be the other way around. You know, like the acting will be what I'm doing mainly, and then. All the social media stuff will be what I do between acting gigs. I'm sure because I, I, yeah, I actually um. So I've seen your TikTok videos like crazy. You're you live on my for you page, which is funny. <laughs> so I decided to follow you. Um, after the hundredth video, I saw you with Little Man and the cheeseburgers, and um, you and your wife and all. It's it's super funny, 
So I saw, I decided to follow you. I saw you were a Twitch streamer. And I, then I started going through YouTube videos. And yesterday I actually watched your Should I Be a Streamer video. And I thought that was like a super well-made, in-depth, realistic view into being a streamer. And thank you. My my I share a very similar opinion to yours because a couple of years ago I, I wanted to be a streamer as well. And I was like super into Call of Duty zombies, which <laughs> now it's a dead meme. <laughs> COD zombies, yeah. it's it's dead. But I, I was in it in like the beginning of end of Black Ops 2 through like Black Ops 3, like when it was in like its heyday. Mm -hmm. And I was streaming on YouTube with my friends every single day. I got to like three, 4,000 subscribers on YouTube. I was averaging like 35 viewers, but to me, that was like crazy. Like 35 Yeah, viewers. anything more than 15 is a lot crazier than people realize. It's so awesome having people there. Like, and you have like your regulars all the time. And but I don't know, to me, streaming just got really stale really quick because I felt like I stopped doing it for fun. And I started I started doing it like a job, which I didn't mm -hmm. want it to be at the time. Yeah. So seeing your video yesterday, like really opened up like, damn, like he, he's right. You have to look at this like, like you said, ninja. If you're not prepared to do what ninja does and take your take your uh, setup to roll yeah, it loud because i've done that before i i was on a vacation last year around the holidays and my tiktok was blowing up like that was, i went from like 400k to a million in like a month basically uh and so i was gonna be gone for like four days and i i mean when my tiktok was blowing up so was my twitch you know like i saw a huge uptrend and so i i told my wife i said i think i should bring my setup with me to texas uh, and and still work while this is going on because I feel like this is an opportunity that only comes once, you know. And sure enough, I mean it. It was crazy. I went from averaging just under a hundred viewers to like three hundred and something that month, that's and then awesome. now it's kind of been up and down. But so that's what gaming stale. Yeah, yeah, gaming's just stale right now. And I think I think uh, once we get through September, things are gonna go go up hopefully because. Uh, all these new games are coming out so yeah i actually just bought an xbox to be able to take part in in halo and the, the new xbox yeah i got the series s but like i have the ps5 mm -hmm. so like i didn't need the series x for, like all the beefy i just wanted right. to s for like, you, yeah halo. you just want to be able to play halo in general yeah i I've, yeah. I've still been trying to get a ps5 can't get one really my friend yeah. and i my friend shout out to brandon um my friend brandon and i we went to so there was two waves of pre-orders. I don't know if you remember. I don't know if that was countrywide, but in mm -hmm. Florida, there was two waves. And the first wave, he wasn't a part of this, but my girlfriend and I, we went to GameStop at 11 p.m. We were the first people in line. We stayed there overnight. When we woke up, I mean, we, we didn't wake up. It was the next day, and it was finally 11 in the morning, so like almost 12 hours. And the manager comes up, no pre-orders, no pre-orders. There was a, some mess-up, some mess-up, and it was all done accidentally online. And we were ridiculously pissed because we were just there all night. Yeah. For no reason. Like, other, waited, yeah. like 10 other people also. And then the second wave came around. My friend Brandon and I were like, no, fuck this. We're going to do this the right way. We woke up at 2.50 in the morning. We went to a mall because we went to five different game stops at 2.50 in the morning. And there's already 10 people camping outside. And there was, yeah. a, there was a poster on the door saying, oh, there's only 10 available. So we're screwed. Yeah. So the first 10 people got them. Yeah. So we went to the mall and dude. Four, from three in the morning in the mall we were the first people there 
because uh, nobody knew that. Nobody thought going to the mall for GameStop. Around like 8 a.m., everybody showed up, and then that's how we got it. But, yeah, I've, n- I've never been that crazy about consoles. Uh, and I'm kind of, it's kind of the same way with graphics cards right now. People are trying to get, you know, like the nicer ones and people will be like, Oh, I found this one. You could get this one, but it's like an extra $400 over like MSRP. And to me, it's like, I'll just wait a couple more months until they go down. You know, it just doesn't make sense to me to spend that much money Yeah, when I can get it, when I can get it cheaper later on. And so like, it's the same way with like the scalpers and stuff with the, the consoles i could definitely buy one right now you know but it would be like 300 dollars more than it should yeah it's dumb it's i was offered i was offered two grand for mine when i first got it and i was dude, like, i honestly i'd do that man i mean if somebody know. offered me two grand about here you go dude at that time four of them later on <laughs> dude, i was so hungry for it bro i was like no dude no it was it was like the it's not even like any games for it yet though i know there aren't there aren't uh, just the, the fact that even now you still can't get one it's like yeah, and I mean, I, you could see like Sony's trying, like even by getting like cheaper parts and stuff, just to try and manufacture them sooner. And I think that might hurt them in the long run, to be honest. I mean, I, they, I don't. Did they say they were taking a loss on the PS5 for like a? Uh, I, it's pretty much been like that for consoles always. They've always kind of taken a loss or break, broken even, and they they really that's that's why games even even that's why even games that don't seem like they're worth sixty bucks are still sixty bucks. You know, it's because that's where they make their money. And the mic, like the, the, the store, you know, the PSN points, all that stuff too. That's where they make most of their money. Yeah, the battle passes and all that stuff. That's that's something that I realized with video games, at least. And I grew up playing the complete saga, Lego Star Wars. And you would, <laughs> yeah. you, would you would get the GameCube, and you, your games are full games because there was no online, so they couldn't add mm-hmm. DLC and all that. So you pay $60 for a game and it'd be an entire full length, everything, hidden yeah. levels, all this. Now they sell you like a $20 game and they disguise it as a $60 game. And then they charge you. I was on, on Warzone yesterday and it was $25 for a skin. Yeah, like, Valorant's even worse. I mean, Valorant, I've, I've seen skins that are like 100 bucks. That's dumb. Like, I'm sorry. Like People like to flex. I mean, it's just like Apex as well. Everybody's yeah. crazy about the heirlooms and it. It, and they, it's supposed to be like a one in 500 chance and each one is a dollar. So it's basically like, oh, here's a flexor that I spent $500 on Apex packs. For streamers though, I mean, for at least bigger streamers, it's worth it because it's like an investment. Like you get clickbait out of that, don't you? Yeah, well, and like, I mean, if you if you do it like I did where you turn it into an actual business, like it's for tax purposes, it's a business. I can write that stuff off, you know, there you go. it's for content, but it still seems silly to me to spend that much money at the time, you know? Yeah. But I mean, you look at XQC and he'll just like buy, you know, $500 worth of packs right away. Oh yeah, I know. It's dumb. Yeah. It's dumb. But I mean, that's awesome to be able to do that. Um, let me ask you about TikTok. Cause I know in all your videos, you always like give it a lot of praise for being what blew you up in a way. So how, what made you get started in TikTok? Why did you get started in TikTok? Um, so again, like I said, I was, I was trying to figure out something to do while the industry was shut down and the the first thing that i stumbled upon when i downloaded tiktok was this guy like promoting his stream and i saw how many likes and views it had and then i went to his stream and i saw they had like 200 people watching i was like man i might give this a shot and it worked you know and like i i went on youtube and uh at the time 
people had they were able to like figure out what the algorithm was like you could figure out okay if i tried doing this this didn't work but i tried this and this worked and like they would consistently be able to get their videos to blow up now the algorithm's so complex you can't do that anymore but at the time it was literally like you know make your video 13 18 seconds long make sure you do this that you know uh grab the viewer's attention every two seconds you know just basic attention stuff and uh i just kept doing that until i got to a, a a point where um it didn't really matter if i followed the algorithm or not you know it would get somewhat it would get a certain amount of traction just because of the amount of followers i had you know yeah um but i mean early on i was posting like 10 videos a day so it was it was a grind but uh, you have like probably i don't know the most famous but probably one of the more loved families on tiktok every time i see a little man fighting over a cheese are you, you fighting over a cheeseburger or your your wife I don't know, dunking a tub of G fuel in the, in the toilet or something. It's just yeah, something goofy. Yeah, something goofy. It's it's funny. And now your your wife has one too, right? And she's doing pretty well on it as well. Yeah, I think she's getting close to a million as well. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. My my girlfriend and I were trying to figure out how to do that because we know for our podcast we've gotten very lucky with our guests. So mm-hmm. we actually the way I've been doing it is freaking DM as many freaking people as I can, and out of a thousand people I DM five say yes but those five are usually pretty great and i just had jack horner which is the most famous paleontology paleontologist ever and he Mm -hmm. was the guy who was like the lead guy the lead paleontologist on every jurassic park Mm -hmm. and he was like the expert for all that stuff he was an expert for all that stuff and he was the actually was the inspiration for alan alan grant the the oh yeah that makes sense so we had him on. He was great. And we also, the, the first big person we had on was, you ever watch Dog the Bounty Hunter? Mm-hmm. We had his daughter on. And Cecily. That's crazy. Yeah, she was our first. Like, we had two followers. Like, we had nobody. Like, our friends. Like, me and Nicole. Because we don't follow anybody back on Instagram on the, on the podcast page. It's just her and I. Yeah. And she, we reached out to her. And she was like, yeah, I'm done. Let's do it. So ever since then, we, we just kept getting bigger and bigger people. And we've actually had two TikTokers on um do you know who da- daniel rijov is sounds familiar but i don't i can't like put a if you've uh, seen his video name he's the monster who grabs 445 pounds and strict plates it strict presses it oh uh, okay yeah i think i know who you're talking about he's insane he's a, he's an absolute mad lad and he's over there freaking strict pressing 400 <laughs> benching 650 like man's nuts and we had him on he was awesome and he and he, he and he was gonna come on probably this season as well and like I'm, I'm, I'm a gym nut. I'm a gym nut also. So every time I hit a yeah, PR, me too. I see you have a Tenth Planet jujitsu shirt on. Yeah, yeah. I love it. I did jujitsu as well with um, top team. Okay. Is that, that, so that's that's no gi as well, right? No gi and gi. I, yeah. I prefer okay, gi. Do both. Yeah, yeah, I did both. I personally prefer gi because like there's more ways to choke people, but then there's more ways to completely destroy your fingers. Yeah, the the argument has always been interesting because people are like, oh well, like in real life, you know, people got like jackets and stuff on. And I'm like, I don't know, man. Like I, a lot of these street fights that I see, people like take their shirt off. It's like, what are you <laughs> gonna grab? But yeah, yeah no, Nogi was great. It's just too sweaty, man. I hated I hated getting into Nogi and then having to wrestle yeah. somebody who's literally I think, soaked yeah I, i've 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 rolled with people who mainly train gi and like i'll see them like freeze up for a second because they can't like grab a collar or something like that that they normally can so it, it definitely like forces you to like uh 
to rely on specific technique more than like, you know, grabbing and holding until you can think of what to do. So it's, it's interesting. Uh, at some point I think I'll try Gi, you know, are you just interested in jujitsu or are you interested in just like MMA as a whole? Uh, I did a little bit of Muay Thai, uh, but to me, it's just, I don't know. There's only so many ways to like hit and kick somebody, but jujitsu, it seems like it's, it's an endless journey, you know? And so like, I decided to focus on jujitsu more than anything, but for a couple of months, I trained both at the same time. Uh, but I just did the Muay Thai just didn't excite me as much, no, you know, Muay Thai didn't get me excited either. Cause we also, so my, my thing with jujitsu is that it's, it hits me by waves. Like I have my moments where like, I just want to be a UFC fighter. Like out of nowhere, <laughs> <laughs> like, like yeah. I'll, just, I'll just wake up one day. I'll watch like some karate movie. I'll get it all inspired. I'll hit up my, my ex coach Maurice. I'm like, let's run it. And I had him on the podcast also. It was like really cool. And he, he's like, yeah, yeah, come down, let's do it. And I'll roll for two, three months. And then I'll, lose that flame again and then i'll go back to yeah for me it's just the time my my time is is so easily wasted and so like uh like this not time like i don't have any concept of time right now actually uh, i i just did a comedy improv show and it took like a week to to like figure out the skits we were gonna do and all this stuff and so i was like all right there's no way i'm gonna do jujitsu that week because that's like two two and a half hours of class and like i think it kind of like intersected with that too so it wasn't going to work anyways but it's been like a week and a half since i trained and i want to but at the same time it's like it's the time thing you know like i have to figure out like where my time should be spent right now and so part of me wants to do the jujitsu still but at the same time it's like i don't feel like i deserve to use that time for that yet so i don't know it's just kind of like a internal struggle i'm having with that right now because I, I love it but the, i i don't feel like i'm completely giving myself to it because even when i'm there like i'll be thinking about work you know like social media stuff and it distracts me yeah no i completely understand. so no i i i feel the same way because with jiu-jitsu it was always i either had the 7 a.m class or the 8 p.m class and i will never make the 8 p.m class so i was waking my ass off at 6 20 getting like a protein bar in me and then going at leaving my house at 640. And it, I did that for two months, but then it's like, I get to the point where I'm like, so, cause when I was doing jujitsu, I wasn't stopping at the gym. Like I have a very specific gym goal in mind. I want to get as strong as possible as, as fast as possible. So when you're going to the gym, you leave there, then do work, do whatever you're doing, go to school. Then I go to the gym at night with my friends. It's like, you wake up sore every day. You have to wake up at six you just did you did chest and there's these assholes grabbing your arm and pulling you and pulling <laughs> your chest. It's just like, I pick, I pick and choose. Like I played basketball in high school and it's like, I went from being skinny to weightlifting to jujitsu. It's like, I'm just like, you know what? I was going to stick to weightlifting for a little bit. That's it. Yeah, no, I, I was really into weightlifting when I was in the military and then getting out and everything being shut down. I kind of, you know, just didn't even think about it. So this past two months, I've really gotten back into it. And it, nice. it feels good to be going to the gym again, for sure. Nice. Are you doing like a certain regimen? Are you doing just... Um, there and... So I've been kind of alternating. I'll do like two weeks of like uh, hypertrophy training. So like okay. I'll, I'll try to do the higher reps, you know, and nice. then I'll do two weeks of like strength, cha- strength training. But I feel like I might benefit more from like straight up just doing like three months of size, three months of strength, you know? Mm-hmm. So, it feels like I'm not making very good progress in either, but I'm seeing a difference in like my physique, you know, for sure. 
I completely agree. When I started in November, that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to be just get as strong as possible. And I, I hired a trainer and everything. I was like, dude, get me strong. Yeah. And the best way I found to do it was, well, to me, getting strong was, I hate legs. So don't ask. Oh, I don't think anybody likes doing legs. <laughs> if you ask, do, you got something wrong with you. Don't ask you to like squat suck. my squat maxes because it's awful. But um, I, I tell I tell my my trainer, like, listen, I'm a measure strength and bench press and deadlift. Like that's, it's as long as those two are high. And I went from, you know, I played basketball, so I was skinny my whole life. So I, I my max when I started up in November was 115 pounds. It was, that's as much as I could bench to, I hit my PR last when was it last Wednesday? It's Monday. Oh, two Fridays ago, at two seventy-five in like nine months. So I owed that all to my to my coach, but it was just straight strength training. Like we did zero zero yeah. hypertrophy work. But the hypertrophy is really good if you want to cut your like get cut like super cut. Yeah, I uh, I mainly lifted for strength when I was in the military, and it, it's fun being like super strong. But for me, it, it just seemed like at a certain point, like the actual like physical appearance. Like I st I stopped seeing progress in that. Like I just felt stronger as I got stronger, but I didn't see it. And so anything? Uh I've taken cre like I take creatine and stuff like that, but I oh. I don't I mean I uh like right now it's just kind of interesting because I've never I've never trained for hypertrophy. It's always been low reps. You know, I'd I'd never did more than like eight reps and I would I would rest like three minutes between sets. So but so I'm trying to find a balance right now, uh, cause I, I've noticed when I do the higher reps, like it, it, it definitely gets way harder to, to keep going. Like you get tired faster. You so yeah, I might like increase how long I rest between sets. Cause I think I do like two minutes of rest, but I think I might change it to three. See how I feel. Yeah, for sure. No, but it's more time at the gym, you know, it's <laughs> yeah. like you got balancing everything. Cause yeah. Well, so I, I saw in your video, your current stream schedule is like five times a week, two hours a day, something like that. Uh, yeah. So I don't really have a set schedule anymore. I kind of just pop on when I can. And, uh, because I, I had been doing five days a week, like six hour streams and that was awesome for a while until I started to get burnt out because of no games. And then I felt like the first half was always way better than the second half. So it seemed like the the second three hours just didn't make sense to do. Like it was kind of like wasted time, you know. So yeah, I completely understand. And so yeah, I, I normally stream around like two hours now. Do you ever get burned out doing so so long streams? Uh, as soon as I started to feel like that, I changed my schedule. So I I think it's important that once you start feeling that that burnout, you just change things up. I mean, it's the same thing with with TikTok. Like I uh, I was doing five a day for. I don't know, like the last eight or nine months. And now I kind of, I try to do at least four, but I mean, there's days where I only get three, but it's I, the biggest thing is like, I know that if I burn myself out on that, everything else is going to suffer too. Cause it's my biggest platform. So yeah. I try not to be too hard on myself. You know, if I don't get five videos out that day, that's not not, I mean, you know, still, unnecessary stress. Yeah. You're still pumping them out like crazy. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely days where the ideas just come to me really easy, and then there's days like today where I'm just like, I've got the ideas, but they don't excite me, you know, as much. Yeah. But I'm like, I don't know. There's there's definitely days where I don't have as much motivation. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Of course, yeah. It comes, yeah. It comes with, with it's normal. Yeah. And do you see yourself in the long run 
like staying on Twitch. Oh yeah, or... yeah. I, well, oh, you mean like the Twitch versus YouTube thing that's going on? Well, more than or... Twitch versus YouTube. I was gonna ask you more like, let's say your acting career takes off. Is this, is Twitch done? No, because the 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 thing that people don't realize about acting is that on average, I mean, it's like sixty days of shooting for a movie, like sixty to maybe ninety. So two to three months of actual shooting days uh in like four months of time or three or four months of time so but but you're always auditioning for these roles between those gigs and so while you're auditioning i mean it literally you just memorize i don't want to oversimplify it because it's a lot harder than it sounds but i mean you memorize the lines and then you know you film yourself uh performing that scene until you feel like it's good enough to send in uh, or maybe you'll send in a couple versions, but I mean, once you do that, it's done. Now you just wait to see if they pick you or not. And so that maybe takes up like an hour of your day or something, you know? So with the rest of that time, I, I, I'll definitely be streaming and making TikToks and, you know, YouTube awesome. videos and stuff. That's not going to stop. Like a lot of actors that I talk to that are actually working, they, they still have side jobs because it's just like anything else. Acting is not consistent, you know? And how so. do you... Have you done any auditions recently? Um, so I got a buddy that I do a pod. So I have two podcasts, and I have a buddy that I do um the more laid back one with. That he's he's been uh, writing and directing stuff since uh film school, and so he's working on uh one of his bigger budget short films right now, and uh, he didn't even ask me to audition for it. He just picked me for that. Um, That's awesome. And then there's some productions that are going on at the school that I go to. And so I might audition for some of that stuff. But uh, right now, I've just been focusing on taking classes. Because, I mean, you could go get headshots and start auditioning. But if you're not really ready for it, you don't have a resume, you're kind of just going to get overlooked. So I'm trying to build up that resume before I really start hitting the auditions like crazy. But like I said, I hope, I hope uh, by like summer of next year, I'll be like really auditioning for a bunch of stuff around here because there's all the netflix productions out here and stuff for sure and yeah um, i mean that sounds that sounds really good with the whole acting thing i actually i'm a film major on at miami and um that's cool i i'm writing productions all the time screenplays over covid last march i developed an entire three season arc for a tv show i want to write i'm a huge dinosaur nerd and i am you ever play the game doom yeah yeah, played Com- the stories essentially combine those two and there's an ABC okay. in the middle of everything. And um, I had a director move into my neighborhood, actually. He, he's done some, some stuff. Some, he's worked on some Netflix shows, but he's in the middle of, of making his own, like his first like, big budget, like multi-million dollar movie that he's raised the money for himself and all that. Mm-hmm. And I got him to come into my house. We did the podcast together and I showed him. And it's really cool. His name is Jerry Sommer. He he's not huge on 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 Instagram, but he does have a pretty like lengthy IMDb list. So it was really cool to get a perspective from someone in the business. Mm-hmm. And the whole business aspect of movies and acting and all that stuff is really crazy. Yeah, like, yeah. There's there's a lot of vivid pieces that people don't you know when when a movie ends up bad that people think is going to be good. People just dismiss it as a bad movie and that's it, but they got to realize that so many things are being juggled and all it takes is like one thing to go wrong and it can ruin the whole production. So, yeah, it's really rough. Now, to sidetrack a little bit from this, I, I do want to get your opinion as a, 
MMA fan and a jiu-jitsu fighter and a TikToker. What's your opinion on that freaking TikTok versus YouTube fight? Um, I'll be honest. I didn't really pay any attention to it. Like I, I, uh, I just, I got so much going on. I, I like, I like watching UFC and I like watching hockey because it's the only sport where they like kind of let you fight, you know, yeah. when, when people get pissed off. But, um, I didn't really pay attention to it. I, I have been hearing about the, uh, the whole financial drama stuff going on with that, which is yeah, interesting. But, it is really interesting. Uh, if somebody asked me to be in one of those things, I, I wouldn't do it. Bro, you have to do it. Nah, dude. Dog. <laughs> I don't have to do nothing, man. If I don't want to do it, I won't do it. I mean, it, unless they had somebody that I was like, okay, like, I think we can like make something out of this, you know, like we would, cause you, you, I don't know if people, maybe people just don't look into it that much, but a lot of this stuff is just all orchestrated, you know, like they make yeah. fake beef and all that stuff. So if there was somebody I was where I felt like we could like have fun with it, then maybe, but other than that, I just, I don't know the whole trying to be a boxer thing that a lot of the. I mean, you see a lot of people trying to do it now because they're seeing how much money you can make, you know? I just, I don't know. Something about it just doesn't, it, it rubs me the wrong way. I see it genuinely as fake fighting. Like, I'm not even going to lie to you. I'm just going to say it up front. And yeah. Especially with, I, I, unfortunately, my girlfriend is a TikTok girl fanatic, so I had to watch the fight. And it was some of the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. I wouldn't even consider yeah. fighting. And, um... I'll go as far as even with the whole Jake Paul situation. Like I genuinely believe every single one of his fights, he pays the. the oh yeah, uh, I agree. I think I think they the pay them enough for them to like go easy on him for sure. Yeah, to go easier or, or or lose the fight because and if you don't knock Jake out, you're gonna, you're gonna lose the fight because I think he also has the ref spot. But there's even a video that came out of an interview with him and Tyron Woodley, and and he even slipped up and said something similar to him paying Tyron and Tyron had to step in and be like, no, nah, you're being stupid. Like, why would you even say something like that? Like, I would never take money. And it's like, like this kid isn't a really good fighter. He's fighting retired MMA fighters that haven't fought or won in four years. Ben Askren got an entire new hip or yeah, I got a whole new hip like six months ago. Oh dude, Ben was a hundred percent just there for a paycheck. 100%. Like, after the fight, he's like walking out all smiling. Like, what am I going <laughs> to spend my money on? I mean, I would have done it if I was him for sure. Like, dude, if they, if they, if I was in his position, because he was never going to fight in the UFC again, he became the world's biggest meme. Realistically, he was never going to see another paycheck near yeah. that stuff. So if you're telling me you're going to give me a couple million dollars to, to get knocked out in the first round, to step in the ring for two minutes, I'll do it. A couple million dollars, I'll do it. I'm curious to see if he stops there, Ben. Like, I, I could totally see him, like, I don't know, making something out of it, like a like whether it's he does a book about it or you know anything, oh, yeah. you know. He's, def he's definitely gonna cash in on it. There'll yeah, maybe in ten years there'll be the the Jake Paul diaries, and it's all the fighters that they, but that he paid. Yeah, but it, but if I was him, to me, it's like what what's the legacy you're gonna leave behind? You know, do you want to be known as the the washed up UFC fighter that got beat by a YouTuber? You know, like that's what everybody's gonna remember him as. In Ben Askren's. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, talking about Ben Askren, I think he doesn't care. I think he doesn't care. I That's think the Tyron, thing, though. I care, so I would no, never I know. do it. Exactly. Yeah. 100%. I completely believe in honor and, and being, you know, like, not going down as, like, a loser in history. But I don't think Ben Askren gives a fuck. I think Ben Askren genuinely just 
just wants his paycheck. Because now, if you look at him, he has a podcast. Everyone has a podcast. He has a podcast as well. And yeah. he, he's huge into um, – oh, he's still, like, coaching wrestling and all that stuff. But he's, he's huge into um, Frisbee golf. Like, that's his thing. <laughs> that's his thing now. He just Frisbee golf, yeah. I, I, I follow him on Instagram. And I, every, every time I see him, he's just playing <laughs> Frisbee golf. I, I genuinely just think he doesn't care. But Tyron, on the other yeah. hand, I think, I think he wants it. Yeah, no, I mean, anything that you look at, um, any industry you look at, like I've, I've been paying a lot of attention to uh, actors. There's a there's a series that I watched on YouTube called like, uh, it's like WTF happened to this actor, you know? Mm -hmm. So like they'll talk about Bruce Willis and they'll talk about like his first movie roles and like basically go through his peak and then what's going on with him now. And it seems like a lot of these big actors like Bruce Willis, um, John Travolta, like they just kind of they lose the motivation or passion to like keep trying to like just improve like i mean you see actors who do do like they do seek uh you know doing better than they did in their last role like leonardo dicaprio that guy's always trying to like top what he's doing uh right. brad pitt McConaughey, you know like they they they're going out of their comfort zone and taking risks you know on these roles that who knows if it's going to turn out the way they want or not. I mean, uh, Matthew McConaughey did that Stephen King Dark Tower movie, and that was a huge flop, huge. you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but, I mean, you look at Bruce Willis, and he's literally just doing all these, like, crappy B-movies, demanding all this money and stuff like that, because he's literally just doing it for the paycheck. Like, there's no passion there anymore, you know? I think and, when you get to that age, like, maybe... <sighs> I don't know though, because you look at like Clint Eastwood, and that guy's still making movies, and he's That's like true. ninety-one. That is, you know, true. I think yeah. it just depends on the person. And so I'm the type of person that I don't think I would, like, I, I don't, I don't, I say it now, but you know, who knows? Like twenty, thirty years from now, I, I don't know if I would be the type of person who could retire and like just not do anything anymore. You know? No, that's good. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I can't see myself just doing nothing. It's just boring. And yeah, I'm also the. I'm all for that self-improvement stuff. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't believe in you being good enough ever. Like you always yeah. have to keep trying to one-up yourself. Dude, cause I know you, you always post those, uh, seed or skip it videos and mm -hmm. I love them because I, I generally almost agree with all of your takes. Um, that's good watch, to hear. Did you watch, <laughs> I, I get, <laughs> you, what, I you get, get a comments? lot of flack. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I'm going to go watch. What are we watching tonight? Candyman. We're watching Candyman tonight. Okay. Um, and I was I gonna not watch, seen that one. But. I was gonna watch Shang Chi or Shang Chi, whatever it is, but mm. I'm I'm just all gassed out of Marvel movies or all this. Dude, I I am too, but this one's different. It's, it's different. good. Yeah. It's okay. She's she's looking at me like, damn it! I told you we gotta watch it. Um, please tell me you saw Snyder Cut. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, I uh, fuck yeah. Um, it makes me sad to see that. Uh, like that's kind of where like the DC movies could be at, you know, if they had just kind of like went with it, but instead they decided to try and go the safe route and Dude, don't even get me started, man. I think Snyder cut is one of the best things that DC's made. Like for I, sure. I think it's one of the best things comic book movies have ever produced. Like, and I'm, I'm super biased. I'm a huge DC fan. If I had to pick delete every Marvel movie in existence or delete every DC movie in existence, I would, I would wipe Marvel in a second. Uh, I I just the only reason I disagree <laughs> with that is because I think the only reason the D, uh, DC universe is anywhere near where it's at is because they wanted to compete with the MCU. 
that's I completely agree. Um, they rushed it though. They hundred percent rushed it. Oh yeah, they just. I mean, uh, even worse is like the. Uh, there's been a couple of uh, universes that they tried to like create and they just the, flopped like the, the um dark, the dark multiverse with uh, yeah mummy but that was mummy that wasn't and, dc though that was universal right i'm just saying yeah. you can see how there there was a craze because of the mcu and you you see that um what is it the godzilla movies they're trying to do a universe the conjuring like there's all okay. these different multiverses time out godzilla is awesome all, all those movies are amazing i don't know I I only like the first Godzilla. Uh, really? The first King Kong's okay, but the uh, like Godzilla King of the Monsters and Godzilla versus Kong, I just couldn't get behind them. Did you watch too corny? Them? I watched yeah. them all. That's the point. They're supposed to be corny. It's a giant monkey fighting a giant lizard. But there's a way to be corny, uh, and have fun with it, and then there's being corny and taking it too serious. And they definitely went too serious with it, in my opinion. Okay, I respect that. Because my opinion was the first Godzilla movie, if I if I remember correctly, it was in the movie for less than six minutes. Actually, Godzilla. yeah, they definitely like I I get the uh, the people were upset because they were like there wasn't enough Godzilla, but I think the director had the idea that uh, I think it's it's good storytelling when they don't show the monster as much to an extent. Like, there definitely should have been a point where it's like, okay, there's the monster, there he is, you know, and I think it came too late. But, I mean, you look at, like, some of the best monster movies, and they don't show the monster until, like, the last 30 minutes. Like, Tremors, Jaws, you know, they really don't give you what you want until the movie's almost over. And I think that's what they were going for, but with that type of, like, big monster movie, it just... It kind of felt like you were getting debated, you know, like every yeah. time it looked like you were going to see him, the door would close or something, yeah, or you know, and you're like, come on, away. dude, just show yeah. him already. Yeah. It's a little, it, like they definitely. I mean, it's still have the best scene in any, any monster movie ever, which was when you first see his atomic breath down. Uh huh. Yeah. His mouth. Yeah. Amazing. And dude, are, are you shitting on conjuring, bro? No, no, not oh, at okay, all. Uh, I like, I like, well, so I like the, the Conjuring, like the the three three movies, I I still think the first one's the best, obviously. No. Um. Why? Which one do you guys like? My girlfriend's over here. We agree. The second one to us is our fate. I will say the first one's a better movie, but the second one is the easy, it's the most fun to watch. The second one's not scary, dude. It's. <laughs> she can't believe you. It's not scary. There's like maybe one good jump scare, but like I, the whole I agree. movie it's is not like that scary. I, I watch I liked... it for fun. The first one, I liked the feel of it. I liked the way it was shot. Um, I like, you know, it really focused on the time period. It was good storytelling, and it was scary at the same time. Like, there was, it's probably one of the, it's probably the scary, one of the scariest, if not the scariest movie I've seen. I think, really? uh, I think Sinister might be scarier. There you go. There you go. Yeah. She doesn't believe that. I, I tell her, to me, Sinister still gives me nightmares. Like, I can't watch it again. I probably won't watch it again. Because- that that scene with the pool where he's in the pool dude i can't like it went i saw the movie trailer for the first time like in you know like at the movies and literally like shit my pants when when like <laughs> it was showing that scene dude, and i was I like sh- bro what is this dog I, I shit my pants the whole movie and the worst thing is i'm from colombia so i went to colombia with uh, my with my mom for summer and i went to stay at my best friend's house in colombia and it was broad daylight like i'm talking 12 p.m 
and him and I are in his room watching it. After the movie ended, I was 15 at the time. We we were stuck on his bed. Like, I'm not moving. Like, we have to, we were hungry. We're like, go get food. Like, we're not moving. <laughs> like, it was no, that movie, that movie is terrifying, dude. The 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 dudes, the monster's face, the yeah. Yeah, the, the way that they like didn't ever like clearly show them until the uh, end, like it uh, made it so much scarier. I will say this though, that ending jump scare was so stupid. It was it was so uh I don't remember at the end of the movie at the end of the movie, all you see is his face pop up on the screen and that's it. Like, like oh yeah, yeah. They did the cheesy like jump scare yeah. at the end. I could have done without that, but I I feel like they were just trying to end it at a heightened thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, the second one sucked balls. I'll say that up front. Like, I, I don't think it was. I I think it could have been worse. Like it it definitely it, nowhere near as good. But I as far as sequels go, I don't think it was terrible. Um, it wasn't marketed well either. They they tried too um, hard to make it a bigger than than it was. But the uh the as far as the Conjuring universe goes, I I haven't seen the Nun or the La Llorona one. Um, because I heard they were terrible. We saw La Llorona. Um, it was bad. I've seen the nun, also bad. Every Annabelle movie, bad. No, Annabelle Creation is not bad. That that I actually might like be the scariest it. movie I've ever seen. Really? I didn't like yeah. it at all. I didn't find it. I didn't find that it. that's the one where they're like in a in like a church home or like something, a chapel. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like a bunch of little girls. I thought it was scary. Really? I thought that was scary, yeah. I'm just not afraid of dolls. Like that's just the thing. I've never been scared of like Chucky, Annabelle um but there's scenes in that movie where there's something in the shadow other than a doll like yeah, like it's yeah. obviously like an apparition or something yeah, yeah. um did you watch the what third about, one yeah i watched the third one i i liked uh like the whole kind of like mystery aspect of it it was definitely really cheesy and and uh, uh i hope they don't make another one uh, i think they should stop there i think i agree if the third one would have been different i would maybe disagree i think for the third one I read a bunch about it. The cool thing about the first and the second one was they were pretty close to the real case. And with the second one, they added the nun. The nun was an added Right, thing the nun wasn't real, yeah. And, but it definitely works, that nun. If I show Nicole a picture... It's the scariest thing about that movie, yeah. If I show like Nicole the- a picture of the nun, she, she shits her pants. But um, the third one, my opinion, they went... It was like 2% real story, 90%. Yeah, it was, yeah. The witch never existed, which is the whole point of the movie. And I don't know. I didn't find it scary at all, personally. Yeah, I I didn't. It was creepy, but it wasn't scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. Other than Sinister Insidious is probably the scariest movie I've ever seen in my life. Uh, yeah, the, the, but the second Insidious was, was good, but not scary. But I really liked how they played with like the, uh, the time stuff. Where, like yeah. it was like, oh, this was happening in the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, that was cool, but after that, Insidious just kind of went off the rails. Awful. Like, uh, it, it got yeah, bad. It got I mean, bad. all these franchises, like the horror ones, are good until James Wan kind of leaves, steps back. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's why I'm excited for Malignant. I don't know if you heard about heard about. Yeah, that. yeah. I'll, my wife hates scary movies, so she won't go see it. Um, really? Yeah, so I'll probably have to watch that one here at home. Yeah, no, but, I'm excited for Malignant. Damn. Well, bro, I gotta really say. I'm really, really grateful for you coming on. Like, that ass. Yeah, no problem, man. Really appreciate you coming on.